2: Well, greetings, imagination connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your master of fun and wonder, your viceroy of verisimilitude, whatever you want to call me, Robert Meyer Burnett, and welcome to issue four of The Weekly Hero. But it is not a show unless you have the co-host, the bubbliest, most effervescent co-host anyone could ever hope to have, Chris Carr.
1: Hi, Rob. How you doing?
2: You are a four-color fantasy. Oh! I mean... That's if you're reading you on newsprint.
1: Yeah, but that's still sweet. I want all these cool names like you have. I'm just I'm just Chris. People hang
2: them on you. I yeah. didn't make those up. Well, the sommelier of sci-fi, the oh, archbishop so of Banterbury, you know Holy they shit. they just throw them at me.
1: Yeah.
2: They, I, it's some, it some tells me they don't really take me seriously.
1: I am though. usually just the girl on the show, which is sometimes Amy.
2: Uh you're we're not you're, you're way more than just a girl. <laughs>
1: Thanks. You are I'm not all a no the
2: doubt that ever were wrapped up into one
1: you sweetie you mensch what can i say right.
2: you even cross companies not just marvel or dc ah. you know you're you're valiant Thanks, come on Bart. man oh yay come on man well it is the weekly hero and my god have we been getting a lot of heroic news oh my gosh i mean Inundated. we got some heroic news today mm-hmm. in the shape of the second big i mean maybe it's the final the final black panther full-blown back black panther trailer is back what i was gonna say but my god uh we get a little bit more of the story here mm-hmm. obviously what i wanted was was a, a a more geopolitical what is the positioning of things in the mcu it looks like the Talokan empire is pissed off oh, yes. at the way wakanda has revealed itself to the world which could draw them into revealing themselves they don't, might not be ready i don't know what's going on who's gonna be black panther is it shuri is it okoye is it who is it is it mbaku probably not not in that little outfit well let me ask you this i was very taken by this trailer i thought it looked great thought it was action-packed what did you think
0: oh
1: it's wonderful they give us a little bit more of that story without giving us too much i still am interested to see a bit more of what the conflict is but i mean that's what the movie is going to tell me you know um they've got some aqueduct pipe issues in wakanda That's scary to see, but I'm really excited about this. And also I'm so happy that we're seeing those little flying feet right there because I am right. Mr. John Campia told me those were shoes. No, no. Them's his feet.
2: Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, so not only can he breathe underwater, he can, he can apparently fly with yeah. his fins.
1: Absolutely. The flying fins. Them
2: all. Well, I, I mean, I, I do love this. Now here's, I, I got to say, uh, everybody always writes on my feed. When I talk about how excited I am on Twitter, they're like, yeah, but where's Namor? Where's Atlantis? I mean, that's what they, everything, every time. And I'm like, here's the thing. It's right there. That, well, that's, just, I, I'm looking just... at this going, what part of the MCU adapting comics lore have we missed out on? It was, was Age of Ultron, just like the Age of Ultron comic? Was Civil War, just like Civil War? It's all an adaptation. Now, do you have any objections to them using Aztec and Mayan uh,
1: no, I think this is so cool. I do, too. I think it's really, really awesome because when we first had this announcement, too, I got to fall down that kind of rabbit hole of learning more about the Aztecian like afterlife and everything and how that played into this kind of mythos as well, yeah. which I think is so cool, especially at this phase of Marvel if they do start to structure it a little bit more. We have all these kind of celestial, biblical, godly entities showing up and having that kind of backstory and pulling from those very, very, um, I mean, it sounds weird to say, real myths You know, but pulling from things that people have actually believed that are actually historically uh, preserved and everything, I think is really, really cool and fascinating to use. And I think that this version of this is way more interesting and distincts itself away from Aquaman, too. Well,
2: I I agree. I mean, once you've already had an Aquaman movie and we've seen Atlantis, it would be a little odd to actually have the same kind of thing. And I I really like the idea that just because I love the, 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 the fact that it's not just it's the whole world is now involved. And if they went with the the classical, I guess you'd call it Atlanta Atlantis vibe, would it be over by Greece? Which is part of the, really the same part of the world. It's close to Wakanda. I like the fact that you're a continent away, you're an ocean away. It's a whole different, whole different vibe. And you know, I was talking about how I, I was very interested in, in Mayan and Aztec culture because of an animated Star Trek episode from 1974 called How Sharper Than a Serpent's Tooth.
1: I love Um, that you can just, like, six degrees from Kevin Bacon to Star Trek, any topic. Always, It's profound.
2: Well, the Mayan (laughs) civilization, I mean, when I was a kid, too, they had things like the movie The Outer Space Connection. And they talked about the lines at Nazca, which look like an airport landing strip if you could see them from the sky. So was it ancient astronauts? Why did the Mayan people disappear? What was going to happen with the Mayan calendar? So I like, I don't know if they're going to do this, but maybe because of a mutation or something a civilization moved underwater.
1: Ooh. You know or something I like, like that. that, yeah.
2: Who doesn't I I don't know. We're, we'll know in, in next month. But a lot of people really object to this and I'm like it's an adaptation. You know, you got the comics if exactly. you want to read that. If
1: you don't like this version, go back to the pages those are still or there. the
2: animated shows yeah. or whatever it is you're going to watch i mean
1: this doesn't take away from anything uh, does that mean that you have to like this no no absolutely not no. everything is made for everyone There have certainly been marvel properties that i have not enjoyed but i can go back to the comic and go oh man this version of gore is great
2: well that's that's the thing i i i found it i guess because i've read so many different iterations of various comic characters over the years how many times have they been reinvented and uh, how many times does an issue start back at one if you've been reading it, and then they they reconceptualize the mythology and change things around. I mean, he's a badass.
1: He his design is so cool. Just all the jewelry, I I love it.
2: Well, I do too. But I love the fact that it's it's also a war of culture. You know, you've got the Wakandan mythology. You've got Africa going all the way back to the dawn of man, and then you have Mesoamerica and whatever this whatever they're gonna have. I like that.
1: The wall painting he was doing. Oh yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah, so it, I mean- So pretty. I'm not, look, the movie still has to be good. Yeah. I'm not sitting there going, well, I'm, I'm going to like this no matter what. It still has to be a good film.
1: For sure, but the trailers are doing their job. Right. They're, they're a lovely amuse-bouche before I get to go have that meal.
2: Oh, I love that. Thank I you. I love that. That's good. Also, you know what this trailer made me want to be? A strong black woman. I mean- Because this movie is full of some of my favorite actresses wearing some of the coolest clothing. I mean, uh, uh, the cost, obviously this is, we're coming off Ruth's costume design from the first Black Panther, like yeah. I know Ruth, I'll be interviewing her shortly, <gasps> but so um, the costume design in this film for, for the ladies, obviously it already won an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look at Shuri, look at Akoya, look, Ooh! I, I, I love the oh, costume. poster looks dope. Uh, I mean, it's so gorgeous. These women are so beautiful. They're so powerful. All these different posters. They've got different posters for IMAX, for 4D, the general key art. I mean, I I love, I love, look at Angela Bassett in The Throne of Wakanda. Oh, my God. Please, Hot Toys, make that action figure. And that I, throne. I have the throne. Oh, you have the throne they already? They made the throne already. Oh, did Hot okay. Toys made the throne. And in my throne, you know who's sitting in my throne, who has been sitting there for the last two years? Shuri. Nice. Shuri has been sitting in my throne of Wakanda.
1: So you're leaning that way, I I assume then for her being uh, you know, Panther.
2: I I could understand. Like I know John talks about her not being a fighter, but look, if you're taking super herb, you know, and taking <laughs> yeah. the, the flower, I don't I that doesn't just make you a great combatant. But it it imbues you if it's the power of your ancestors, maybe you're channeling that. Institutional knowledge through the through the generations,
1: like the Avatar state in Avatar.
2: Uh, the, oh, there you go, yeah. exactly. And I just I'm so I look at again these costumes. These are stunning. Look at Lupita Nyong'o. My God. When
1: mm-hmm. Angel Bassett is
2: just an incredibly Mbaku. regal
1: I, person. Like every every shot from the trailer of her is just a piece of art. Just she's so powerful in every frame that we've seen so far. I, I, I'm really really excited for her to really just like.
2: I I just really, you know, it's funny because in the trailer, I keep focusing on the fact that the ladies are really front and center here. Mm -hmm. And I love this. And you talk about representation. I mean, the, the, between two different cultures, world cultures, bringing more of this to us, to Mm -hmm. the, the planet. You know, a lot of people talked about the representation in Black Panther, but I felt like just in the trailer, there was even more of it in this because it wasn't about one dude. You know, it's called Wakanda Forever. It's a nation. You know, it's a world. It's it's a lineage. It's it's generations of of this land. And mm-hmm. what does it all mean? I I can't wait for this. I'm oh, yeah. really really of all the Phase Four stuff, I'm most excited for this movie. Same. It better not suck.
1: I really hope it doesn't suck.
2: I hope it doesn't suck. And now speaking of stuff that we might not get at all, mm-hmm. Blade. Now, again... Heartbreak
1: doesn't feel good in a place like this. It
2: does not. It doesn't. And one of the things that I've been most interested in is the supernatural aspects of the MCU. Now, if Blade exists and the whole Daywalker mythology exists, I mean, there's an X-Men comic. The X-Men meet Dracula. In, it's too Dracula.: It's canonical, too much yeah. Dracula, part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've always wondered how are they, like mutants, how are they going to deal with the supernatural? And I figured you've already got three Blade movies to look back on and see what worked, what didn't work. And uh, I mean, Guillermo del Toro directed Blade 2. I was really sorry to hear the director walked and we're hearing rumors that the script isn't good, which I find so hard to believe they've been trying to make this yeah. movie for three years. Do you think Blade will ever get made?
1: I really do. We talked about this on the main show. I really believe that this film will. You have so many things that should be working here, right? The the most of which is your lead actor. I mean, Ali is a force, a two-time Academy Award winner. And I understand the frustration of this not moving along because boy is this just like dragging trying to get this into production. Not even not even like we're not even struggling with, you know, the post effects. We're trying to just film the dang thing. I really think, though, that this is going to happen because we do have the supernatural coming into play already. We had that lovely post credit scene real quick with Dane. We've got Werewolf by Night coming. Yes, uh, we've got Werewolf by Night coming. So we have to address the supernatural elephant in the room here. We have to do all of that. My concern right now isn't so much will Blade get made because I absolutely think it will. My bigger concern is will Blade get made with him. Because you know he's he's a very sought after actor, and I'm sure after a while he's going to want to go do other things. Well,
2: it's so funny, Hollywood. It, it, the the business model is you want to lead, you want to star, and Mahershala Ali is a star. He's won a multiple Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that's the hardest part getting. And he he looks the part. We've already seen him in Luke Cage. Oh, gosh, you know, he's such a badass. He was such. I mean, killed too at, soon. He looks so good as Blade, even in this image. Yeah. And I I find it difficult and sort of disconcerting to understand why they haven't. They've had three years since they've announced and it.
1: And I know I certainly know it's not easy to write a script, sure. right? If it was, then all of us would be Academy Award-winning screenwriters. But you do have really, really great comics, in my opinion, to pull from here. And and I've seen a couple people, too, online who are like, there's really not a lot here. We had a great run in the 90s of Blade. Yeah. We most recently had some really, really great turns with the Death of Doctor Strange line. I mean, there's some really, really cool stuff to pull from here.
2: There really is. And I, I don't understand. I mean, maybe they're having, maybe it really is the wider implications to the MCU. Perhaps. I mean, obviously, we've seen Agatha Harkness in, in WandaVision. They're making a series about her which we'll talk about in a minute. And there's there's all this stuff going on and I feel like this is something because the the supernatural world would predate the superhero world. I mean, yes, there's people like Hercules and you can talk about those things, but 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 the supernatural world has probably been here a lot longer and we've seen the ancestral plane in Black Panther. I'm sure that we're going to find out more about the the Telecan Empire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Talikan, Telecan. Empire. And they probably have a supernatural component. So I feel like the fact that they're having a hard time might be just that. How are they gonna how are they gonna explain the existence of dinosaur or dinosaurs? Of <laughs> vampires. Dinosaurs are real Dinosaurs are real. No. Well devil dinosaur. Devil, <laughs> devil dinosaur, dinosaur is gonna real. show up. But but how are they gonna do that mm-hmm. in, in this? And I feel like maybe that's part of the holdup.
1: Probably. I mean that's a that's a good point there too, because you also which can be an interesting plot point of dealing with the juxtaposition of superheroes getting to step into the light of day and then this supernatural kind of underworld of okay, well these things scare us though. Same kind of idea as mutants though. We don't like things right. that scare us, but we do like things that seem shiny, familiar, strong, and pretty. So we like these heroes that look like us, but we're not so sure about these other elements that we aren't so aware of.
2: Well, that's why I'm, I'm just curious to see how uh, people have already seen Werewolf by Night, but and we're going to get it this week. Yeah. And and how they are going to deal with that. I mean, obviously, werewolves, you have to be bitten by a werewolf, and then you live the, on, during the cycle of the werewolf once a month. Like, where have werewolves been? And do does everyone know these creatures exist? I, I mean— do ancient cultures like wakanda do they have a vampire problem
1: ooh uh,
2: I, I don't Vampiric
1: know vampire Wakandans. Uh, <gasps> yeah i want I, that now
2: i don't know what if you what if captain uh, america i mean vampires are already they're already imbued with powers but mm-hmm. what if you're what if you are a mutant or what if you are a superhero and you become a vampire
1: ooh and see that's much more interesting to me than when they become zombies right i like that a lot oh i did want to ask you too because you've brought this up before about the implications too with the supernatural world with the blip um but also now now the telecans too I mean we we keep adding people that we have to talk about all the logistic issues right
2: and 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 that's one of the things I mean we were talking earlier today about Black Panther Wakanda Forever dealing with the blip or the post blip maybe somebody maybe Shuri took on the mantle of Black Panther was she blipped was she She blipped she was blipped so she was gone so did who was the Black Panther during the blip was there one I mean we don't We don't know. Maybe that's why Angela Bassett said, I've given up my family. You know, we don't know. I mean, it's, again, these are more universal questions I have about the MCU as a whole, just for my own worldview. Mm -hmm. I want to know what it is. Yeah. So either way, look, I hope they work out the issue of Blade because I really want to see this movie. And most especially, I want to see Mahershala Ali as Blade.
1: Same here. I want to see, I know I dogged on it. I want to see a good comic book vampire movie. Right. I, you know, I know it's not the same, but I grew up on the Spider-Man animated series and Morbius was wild showing up on that show. Right, And so I did want this movie to be good. So I really, really want just kind of a redemption moment for vampires in Marvel,
2: and even the Morbius movie kind of leaned into the scientificness of it yeah. all. It didn't feel like there's a whole well, there's a whole lineage of vampires that have been around. Well, we'll let's come over here, Morbius. Yeah. We'll show you how to be a vampire. Uh,
1: I, I say this as somebody who loves science, used to give tours at NASA. I don't want you to science me on a vampire. Right. I want you to just be like, it's a vampire because reasons. Right,
2: right. I totally agree that's with all that. I, want. <laughs> I believe it, but that's what they tried to do with Morbius, mm-hmm. and and. I don't like that either I like the supernatural bent but that brings us to our third topic Chris Mm -hmm. which is about mutant madness in the MCU we have Miss Marvel Mm -hmm. been identified as a mutant we know that Namor is a mutant the actor has said he was a mutant we now have Wolverine and Deadpool both mutants well coming to the MCU I mean Ryan Reynolds said coming to the MCU so, and, and, uh, Elizabeth Olsen has been talking about, well, if Wolverine is coming to the MCU, I too am a mutant, according to comic lore. And yes. does that mean Michael Fassbender or Ian McKellen's my dad?
1: Well, and, and miracle is such a lovely PR way of saying mutant. Well, you know, She's the, not a mutant. She's a miracle.
2: Uh, yeah. And I think what's interesting is in my mind, the, the Tesseract or whatever being exposed to an infinity stone, uh. They What they thought was the power, that's where the miracles happened. It really wasn't. It was their latent mutant abilities that were probably fired up or augmented because of their exposure. I mean, they already had them. Yeah. But they just didn't understand what that that Homo Superior was happening, that Mm -hmm. there is mutation. They didn't know that yet because they did nothing else to compare it to. Yeah. So there are mutants and there have been in the MCU. And
1: they are among us.
2: And they're among us. Yeah. So where do you think mutants are going to go? Like, are, 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 Ooh. because we were, they're here, you know, we don't have them in mass. We don't have Gray Malkin Lane and Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. Or do we,
1: or do we, because of Deadpool or is that a pocket universe?
2: That's a, yeah, that's, we don't yeah. know. Like, is there one we, uh, and that's what I find really interesting is that I always thought they're going to slowly introduce mutants. It seems like that's what they're doing. I mean, we have a flying fish man who can breathe underwater. Yeah. He's a mutant. But are all of them mutants? Everybody that's from that civilization, if they can breathe underwater? Which means then we have hundreds of mutants. I mean, I don't know. Where do you think it's all going to go?
1: I feel like we're going to start off with some of the deeper cuts of mutants to kind of do that, why they'd be hiding type of thing. You know, bring Marrow in. We have stuff like that. So, so that it's not just people among us at the get-go. Even, I mean, Scott Summers, you honestly could do, because what a, what a, honestly, what a horrific mutation. To not be able right. to, to look somebody in the eye. And if you do, you can just blast th- through their face. I mean, that's horrifying. Rogue is a great one to bring in, right? Being n- unable to touch other people. I think they're going to start with a lot of the mutations that make you an outsider in society. So it makes more sense that they haven't been assimilated and seen.
2: Right. I, I love that too. And the thing is, again, mutants, we've got Kang coming. Kang went back to Egypt. He wanted to find apocalypse. There's all this stuff that has happened in the MCU. Is all this going to happen again or 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 happen for the first time, at least MCU related? I I've always believed that they're gonna do I like what you just said, that a lot of these mutants trapped in a world they never made, like Howard the Duck, mm-hmm. they've all been outcasts, they've all been seen as being handicapped, or they've all the kids are in hiding. Mm-hmm. And it takes the emergence of Xavier to find these kids using Cerebro.
1: I think that'd be great because what, what X-Men always did really well was they, taught, they used mutation, right, as just this metaphor for being the other right, and for not being accepted because of that basis. It was always about, you know, um, racial equality, gender equality, um, LGBTQ rights and everything. And a lot Can't of you
2: just try not being a mutant.
1: Exactly. And it, it was a really, really incredible comic that I think speaks to Marvel as a whole, too, of just, uh, no, we're going to write this story in F you, which I loved about Stan of just no, no, no. We're going to we're going to tell these kinds of stories. Right. All right. People are going to be called out on being, you know, bigots. We're going to have drug use in here. We're going to have LGBTQ characters. We're going to do all of this. So I would like them to do that that's kind of slow introduction to help continue on that legacy. But you bringing up King though, maybe that's kind of our reset button of if Kang's going through time and switching things up and then we have all the mutants front and center then.
2: I mean, I still do like the idea that it was Wanda that sent them away and we get a reverse. I love that.
1: I really wanted your pocket animated dimension to be a real thing. (laughs) I thought that was so cool. And then I got mad about it. <laughs> I was like, this well, is dumb. I, I mean, want Rob's idea now. I-,
2: I just think that maybe she did send mutants away. and
1: It still could be on the table. Although
2: that would kind of be a cheat as far as the universe yeah. goes because there's such a lineage. It's just funny to me that by not having mutants in the MCU now it's such a hindrance for them because I'm sure it's a headache if well we have going to bring these have they been here all the time but it's it's to me that's why I guess I'm so interested in the supernatural aspects of it because if there's supernatural characters that have always been here that's kind of going to show us the path about how they're going to deal with mutants yeah because I don't want them to just like show up mm-hmm. you know I I I want them to have all been a, a part of society so well, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they go. They're slowly introducing mutants. We're going to see. I think we're going to find out more in Wakanda Forever. I, I guess I expect Wakanda Forever to be the end-all, be-all thing that's going to explain away everything going on with the Marvel Universe right now. Here it all is. I'm sure that, that's not going to oh, be the man. case. got to You
1: got, you got to slow your roll because that's what I thought for Doctor Strange. I was like, this is going to set so many things up. Oh, my goodness. This is laying the groundwork. And then, you know, it was fun.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well that brings us to our our favorite segment. <laughs> Rob and Chris have issues. We have a good a issue one of my favorite issue. issues I'm glad you 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 said okay, we'll do this. yeah uh, it's one of my favorite comics. It's decades old at this point. It is actually an annual. It is Avengers Annual 10, written by, speaking of mutants, Chris Claremont, and drawn by the great Michael Golden. Mm. And in my mind, Chris, this this comic book has everything. And we're going to talk about it right after we hear from the sponsor for today's episode of The Weekly Hero.
0: Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, Amazon Pharmacy. I don't know about you, but when I need to go to the drugstore, I always seem to wait to the last minute, hoping that they'll be open, or I get stuck in a line or both. And that's why I love Amazon Pharmacy. Yes, that Amazon. Amazon Pharmacy delivers a better pharmacy experience that delivers directly to your door and works with most insurance plans. Amazon Pharmacy helps you save time, save money, and stay healthy. They have transparent pricing, so you know what you'll pay before you pay it. That is clutch. As an added bonus, Prime members can save up to 80% on their prescriptions. And like I mentioned earlier, Amazon Pharmacy works with most insurance plans. And if you ever have any questions or problems, real pharmacists are always available at Amazon Pharmacy, no matter the time of day or night. A pharmacy that works for your life with meds delivered to your door. It doesn't get any better than that. Switch to Amazon Pharmacy and save time, save money and stay healthy. Learn more at Amazon.com slash Campia. That's Amazon.com slash Campia. Average savings based on usage and in inside data as compared to cash prices. Average savings for all generics are 78%,
2: 37% for select brand medications. Restrictions apply. And thank you to Amazon Pharmacy for sponsoring issue four of the Weekly Hero. Mm-hmm. So Chris, back to one of the greatest superhero, single issue superhero comics I like yes. of all time. Now what's interesting about this there was a Miss Marvel comic series that starred Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel before she became Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and it was canceled at issue 23. Yeah. And and the story was picked up in Avengers Annual 10. And and this comic book opens with a body plunging off the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't like this cover. I've never liked this cover very oh, yeah? much. What
1: what are it's, your issues with it?
2: It's too busy. I want a giant, I mean, I understand they had to say, There's look at happening. look, we got the new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, we've got Iron Man, we got Spider-Woman, we got X-Men, we've got the Avengers. I mean, I get it. A and a 10-speed <laughs> racer. Formula 10. Uh I did I don't dig this cover, but that's all right. You know, it's a classic comic yeah. cover. Uh, but it opens, here you go, the first page. Is epic. First page, and first of all, look at Golden's unbelievable art here. I mean, this drawing of, of Spider-Woman catch, catching, uh, they don't know who this is.
1: You love to see a spider person catch someone off a bridge, though, and it go well. <laughs> you really <laughs> yes. like to see that. No, swip no. it, snap.
2: I know. Uh, crack. Whew. None of that. So it starts with a mystery a woman whose mind has been wiped we don't know what's going on and and it sort of it sort of goes from there the brotherhood of the new brotherhood of evil yes. mutants start to attack the avengers as a matter of fact again look at this artwork captain america is getting his ass handed to him right here america's ass is on the ground <laughs> so what do you think of this issue what do you oh, think of the storyline
1: this is so epic and fun and I I forgot how extra powered Rogue was going into this, too, because we focus mostly, again, you know, 90s kid, the animated series was kind of one of my gateway drugs into comic books. It was that and Sailor Moon. It was like, oh, I'm going to fall down this rabbit hole. Rogue, you know, in this, she can not only take people's powers and life force, but their memories.
2: And there she is. By the way, this, I forgot to mention, this is the first appearance of Rogue.
1: Yes. And And look at this design.
2: Yeah, the, look at the design. She's still got that telltale streak in her hair,
1: but she's a Bond villainess in this she one. She is, a,
2: and look at look at how she goes for immediately goes for Captain America. And to me, I mean, this is comic book art at its finest. I love the stylization. You can even see kind of where the California style, the Jim Lee style, would be picked mm. up decades later. Yeah, and you can see how wordy Chris Claremont is for his scripts. But um, yeah, this is to me this is peak classic. 70s 80s marvel comics at their finest Mm -hmm. and my god look at this stuff
1: it's really really cool the brotherhood is awesome in here i am i mean i'm personally i don't know how you feel about this the original rogue is really really cool and villainous and everything i love our big hair headband rogue wearing a cropped leather jacket
2: yeah i mean more the traditional it it happens even when moon knight was first introduced in the pages of werewolf by night he wasn't defined yet you know, Claremont did create, and again, you see, hey, there's Wonder Man. You do see the Avengers. Look at Scarlet Witch and Vision, classic Scarlet Witch and Vision. Then, of course, Beast. Um, that is Beast, isn't it? Yeah. And Hawkeye. That's I mean, this is uh, this is all great, great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were right, Spider Woman. This is a prison break. I, I, I mean, this is just. There's. I, I don't know what more you could ask for.
1: We all don't say bozos enough. I'm going to go into every room now, going, "Who are these bozos? What's up, bozo? <laughs> well, and I we this, get him Hawkeye.
2: They even have to get Professor Xavier to like reach into Carol Danvers' mind that's been blank yes. to find out who she was.
1: Which and this obviously do does have you know Nick
2: Fury. If uh, if, if everybody else wasn't there, class people are like that's Nick not Fury. Nick Fury. Yes, that's the classic Nick Fury.
1: That's how. That's why Hoff got to play him.
2: That's the David Hasselhoff yeah. Nick Fury. That is right. But even he's in the comic. I mean. There's nothing. This comic has everything, but it it's also got act. a really interesting. Again, Scarlet Witch unleashing her powers. So cool. Again, a great Michael Gold frame, and I love how her powers are represented. The the not just her hands and the not just her jazz hands, but <laughs> the uh, the actual do 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 yeah. the power. I mean, this comic is so great, but it's got a really interesting, the Avengers are being attacked, the powerful Avengers are being attacked by the Brotherhood, mm-hmm. uh, there's the mystery of what happened to Carol Danvers, you know, who who, and what, and now, here's uh, here's Carol Danvers after the, 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 the battle is over, she's staying at the X-Mansion, she's staying with Xavier.
1: She didn't pack and, pants.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, what's so great is about this is, I don't know, Jonathan, if you have the, there it is. There we go. That's what I'm talking about right there. I mean... Again, as a young virile male uh, <laughs> looking at this comic, what's not to love, Michael Golden? And that's the storm I know and love. Come on now,
1: bikini storm,
2: bikini storm, wow. and of course, she Wait, even set
1: up an expectation for yourself as a child of oh. okay.
2: This is what everyone
1: looks like.
2: (laughs) uh, It is what everyone, that's exactly what everyone looks like. But even this, look at the severity of the sunglasses. It's so great. Mm -hmm. But you know what's really interesting about this? I mean, look at at this. I mean, they want to know, we will stay with you if you wish, Carol. Are you sure you're going to be all right? Here are our women taking care of their own. Mm -hmm. You know, heroes checking in with one another, making sure after a traumatic, horrible experience, I understand solidarity there. It even ends on this, on a a hopeful note and uh it's great stuff and i love she slaps thor (laughs) so great um but it also deals with trauma Mm -hmm. and this is actually as much as a great superhero comic this is it still has a lot of weighty very chris claremont human issues Mm -hmm. in this one avengers annual and it, it is one of my favorite even if you don't know the continuity of all these this is just a great superhero comic.
1: it's such a fun one and then it's so cool to go forward years later and finally get that issue finally get that story of what we all missed essentially off camera right off page oh that's right we
2: didn't tell, uh, tell the audience yeah. at home what...
1: so because uh miss marvel had gotten canceled right we don't have that story that shows her getting attacked and tying into the annual so it wasn't until like a decade later yeah. i think 1978 maybe that we finally get the issue and see what happened there and everything, which is cool because that was one of the issues I had here of, wait, I I never actually saw this. Hold on, Let let me do some research and try to find it. It's wild, though. I kind of like how this works. I think the cancellation, as far as the annual is concerned, is kind of a happy accident because it adds to the mystery of everything happening at the beginning because you really buy in with Drew, right, of like, who is this woman? What's going on? You're not quite sure. And then, oh, shit, it's Carol. Okay.
2: Absolutely. And this comic was the first time I was ever really... I wasn't reading Miss Marvel and I'd seen her. I liked her costume, but I, I, I really fell in love with the character in this comic. Of course, she's had been so many different things and then she became the captain marvel we know now that yeah. they they chose to use rock
1: mohawks and shit
2: yeah. oh yes yes so cool. i mean well once again the issues that we have are not they they're not adversarial then with us
1: yeah. oh well do you think though that they should go this route with the marvels bring in rogue have some sneaky rogue business happening
2: I would love it. Okay. If this comic or comic if if the Marvels ended with Rogue showing up and attacking them and they don't take either taking her off somewhere and she doesn't know who she is. I think that's a great cliffhanger.
1: See, I, I get concerned about her being too powered if she can also do the mind wipes and well, do the power stealing. We have yeah. like a Petrelli situation then, you know?
2: But maybe then, which they stole, by yeah. the way. Yeah, oh, uh, that's a, That's a hero's reference. Yeah. Look at that. Um, but no, I, I think that that they can define it. Maybe she's overpowered because her powers are, <gasps> oh. you know, so they're kind of raging, roiling within her if she's okay. younger that way. and. Maybe make the entire brotherhood of evil mutants younger.
1: Ooh. You know, and
2: they decide, and, and she. Do like
1: an X Men evolution age. Yeah. Ooh, hell yeah. yeah. And then she can be a goth chick. And oh, then they can that they so cool.
2: They can target heroes. Okay. You know, and they, just maybe the, to test themselves, let's go after her if she comes back because she's so okay. powerful.
1: I can vibe with that then. Because otherwise, I just I, I don't want her to be super powered and then have to get neutered. You
2: right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah. if her powers are in flux, that's fair. Well,
1: that's enough science for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just make him a vampire. Yeah. Well, Chris, it comes to the you've been sitting next to the hero figure this week. But now we go to our Rob's Hot Toys segment. Even though this isn't from the company Hot Toys, it's still a hot toy.
1: Yeah, it is.
2: We shall see. All right, so I'm here with Rob. Rob, which figure did you bring with you today? Well, today is not a Hot Toy figure, but it is a sixth scale, third party figure, i.e. it's a bootleg figure. They don't have the rights to make it, but they do it anyway. And a lot of toy companies out of Asia do this because no one has made, Hot Toys has not made this figure, although they have announced their own that's gonna come out in two years. So this figure is made by Toys Era and it is Otto Octavius from Spider-Man 2 and now of course Spider-Man No Way Home. Alfred Molina, uh, what's really cool Toys Era is one of the better third party figure uh, companies and as you can see uh, these it, the it has the the his his artificial intelligence arms, the Doctor Octopus arms and they all move uh, they're not as stiff as I would like, but you can still, as you can see, pose them in an effective pose. I mean, I don't know why he's flying here. Really, I shouldn't. I just put him on the stand to have him up. I guess his his two of his arms should be supporting him like legs. I just thought that would be a, a cool pose to film him. Of course, they don't have Alfred Molina's permission or the studio's permission, Sony, to make this likeness, but um, I think this is a great figure. Toys' Era does a great job with their third-party figures, and I I really love this. It's out of my Spider-Man display in my Maja case, and they also did a Green Goblin. Now, Hot Toys has uh, introduced, they're going to, they've announced, actually, that they are going to do both a Green Goblin and a Doc Ock. And, of course, uh, they're not going to come out for two years, so you can pre-order them. I'm sure they're going to be great figures, but. For right now, I have this, along with the Green Goblin, in my Spider-Man display. And as you can see here on the stand, Taylor, they just call him The Auk. (laughs) Because they can't call him Dr. Octopus, because then they would get sued. Even though everybody knows what this is, I think this is a great figure. And you know, third-party figures have really stepped up their game in recent years, because, you know, it's hard. They're they're only going to license out marquee characters And the toy companies, in order to make their uh, whatever they make profitable, they don't know whether something like this would sell. Obviously, before Spider-Man No Way Home, Dr. Octopus was from a movie that came out 20 years ago, essentially. Almost 20 years ago. So they never knew, like, a Hot Toys, would they make this? I mean, I don't know. Now they will because of the worldwide success of No Way Home. But up until then, there hasn't been one of these but I'm happy to have it in my Spider-Man display along with the Hot Toys Spider-Man ninety nine, which is going to be in Across the Universe, along with their Green Goblin and a bunch of other Spider-Man action figures. Very happy to have this in my display right now. It's a lot of fun. And there you go, Chris. It's cool. It is pretty cool. It's and, a good uh, one. I get to go move them back. It's fun <laughs> trying to pick out what am I going to feature. You know, it's funny. John's like, you didn't bring a Black Panther figure, but I was kind of already on the way here I'd already I put that figure in yeah. the car the night before. They didn't consult
1: you before you picked out your hot toy. Yeah, which no, well was it was rude. before the
2: Black Panther trailer had dropped yeah. because I probably would have brought Killmonger in, which I could do Ooh, next week.
1: Yeah. That'd you know, be a one.
2: Well, this was a fine episode. This Issue is four. Uh, we come to an end. Chris, where can people find you, oh, you can, to follow that effervescence?
1: Uh, you can find me on the internet at, at actor Chris Carr on both Twitter and Instagram. I also have a studio for voiceover, so you can go to www.speakfriendstudio.com. Uh, we do voiceover classes and demos to teach you about the world of voiceover.
2: And I, of course, am Robert Meyer Burnett. You can find me on Instagram at RM Burnett, Find me on Twitter at rm, or find me on my own YouTube channel, The Post Geek Singularity. And I want to remind you right here on the John Campion channel today, another episode of Designing Hollywood dropped <gasps> with Kate Hawley, who did the costumes not only, not only for Rings of Power, but she also worked on Suicide Squad, Pacific Rim, Crimson Peak. And our favorite movie that no one has seen, Edge of Tomorrow, oh. uh, or Live, Die, Repeat, or you know, All You Need Is Kill. So check that out right here on the John Campia YouTube channel. I'm Rob Burnett. You're Chris Carr. Mm-hmm. This is the Weekly Hero, and we will see you next week.